Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. And now your hosts, James Thomas and David Hawk. And welcome, my name is James Thomas and it's the MHPC, that's right, it's the Mile High Podcast. Tonight it might as well be the Mile High Paranormal Cast, because Dave and I are going to continue where we started it off last week, talking about ghosts and goblins and all the great thing Halloween. We knew we were going to give it an, only a single hour last week, so we're going to give it another hour today. Um, and we're just going to talk about like ghost stories and some cool shit like that, but with that, let me introduce to you my buddy who's always here. Dave, what's up, man? What's up, man? The, so uh, behind the scenes, this is a take three for us. We were having some issues trying to get this show up on the on the fucking web. So uh, we're every week is like a struggle. It's like a new, like something different. Like last week kept getting kicked off. The week before, Facebook wasn't working. The week before, it was like Zoom kicked us out. I mean, like every week is something funky. So thank you guys so much for paying attention and still watching. Sorry we're on a little bit late. It wasn't our yeah. But um, yeah, so it is definitely a Halloween week. We'll go straight into ghost stories. I want to touch on uh, what we watched this week real quick, because I think we both watched the season finale and want to get Dave's idea on that. So we'll try to be as spoiler free as we can for only murderers in the building. But if you want to jump five minutes ahead, I doubt we'll talk about it more than five minutes. So you can also mute us, and then I'll wave my I'll have Dave wave his hands like an idiot when we're done talking about it. Dave, did you watch the end of Only Murders? Oh, I building? sure did, man. That was great. It was great. It was. It was so good. It landed perfectly. Yeah. No, that I feel like every episode was done perfectly. I feel like they, you know, there were different times I was worried they didn't have an idea of where their story was going, but they clearly do, or they clearly did. I realized... Um, probably about six minutes before the ending scene where they're standing on the roof. I said, Oh shit. I know what that, I know what's about to happen. I, I see how they did the entire season arc of this show and the two scenes that booked in the very beginning of the series and the very end of the series. Absolutely. And that was, you know, you kind of got to a point in the season where you like completely forgot about how the, the season it began and the fact that they wrapped it all back around. It was like perfect. Right. Perfect. Great ending. And I'm excited because I was like, how the fuck are they going to do a season two on this? And uh, now, you know, well, we know if you haven't seen the show, then you don't know, but we know. And I'm very excited for uh, season two. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm feeling personally that Tina Fey is going to be a heavy presence in season two. In my mind, that's how they kind of play it out. Almost make her the main focused character on it and then work around from there is the way I kind of see that one playing out which would be cool i love tina fey tina fey can always get in front of the camera and everything absolutely what a so. what a yeah but what a, such a great show like and what a find for hulu man what a smart get that was because that's something that you would find like on hbo max maybe or right. like, yeah apple plus is putting out some really good stuff that nobody's seeing like ted lasso um so the fact that they that hulu was able to get that i think it speaks volumes about them it creates, a, it gives us good TV, you know what I mean? And I like the fact that we're having these battles from these major networks or these streaming services to deliver us some good-ass TV. Um, 
So there you go. My hands are waving. If you were doing that, not to hear that spoiler, we didn't really go to spoiler in it. But uh, yeah, only murders in the building. Huge fan. I did not watch Dune. Have you watched Dune yet? I'm about halfway through Dune, and um, I have watched more of this Dune than I could ever stomach of the original Dune. Um, I read all the books um, in the last like few months just to get up to this point to watch Dune. Um, and so far it's lived up to everything that I had hoped for. I mean, the, the effects are amazing. The, the people are cast perfectly for this movie. I mean, it's like, uh, perfect. So I'm enjoying it. I know our buddy DW really enjoyed it. Uh, have you checked it out? He said, I have not. No, no. It's one of those ones that I want to get to, but it's a lot of time to sit down and put out of a day and I'm always doing something crazy. So I did, however, finish hereditary. You did, and my feeling on that is one the guy who makes it has a very clear art style, he sure loves fire. Mm -hmm. Um, but and and this, and I am I'm gonna kind of diss hereditary a little bit, uh, and and I but I'll be honest, it probably has to do with the fact that you gotta understand, I watched hereditary all the way up until uh the stop sign scene, and I just stopped. And then I picked it up exactly where I left it off. Like, like when we picked it up is when that woman was teaching her how to uh, do seances and shit. So it didn't, it had been months since I saw the first half of it. So I didn't, I, I remember parts of it. Um, I didn't love it. Like I love Midsummer. I love Midsummer. It's, I think it's such a great movie. I know people want to yell about hereditary, but I just, to me, they're not even in the same league. You know, um, I, I see what you're saying, and it's very similar to Jordan Peele when he did Get Out, and then he did um, Us. I mean, it's they're two very different stylistic horror movies. Uh, one is more like a traditional horror movie. One is more like the psychological one. Um, I think that's very similar to what Ari Aster was doing, where Hereditary is just like a pure horror movie, and then um, uh, Midsommar is more of like a psych- psychological mindfuck. Right. So, and the equally great movies, just very, very different. And that's a sign of a really great director. I mean, Jordan Peele's a genius, and he's credited for a genius. Ari Aster is every bit as good. Um, his Those two movies are so different, but they're both equally as good in their own way. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the acting's and performance were fine. Like I said, he has a very, very... I was like, oh, we're ending in a... Spoiler alert, we're ending in a room in fire. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like... There were so many things that I associated with Midsummer, and maybe I would have thought of it different if I saw it different. But like right now, I would I still have to say like my favorite probably movie that I've seen in the past two years has been Midsummer. I think it's nice. a great movie. I think if you like good horror and you or even psychological horror, Midsummer is really where you need to go to. Yeah, I, I'm the just the both visually stunning horror movies like you don't get a lot of like real visually stunning uh horror movies like that and uh once again you kind of go back to jordan peele like he is a very visual director i think ari aster is also very um visual as well yeah and they use them they use the movie medium pretty well a lot of people are moving to television and you know people are moving away from that movie medium but uh speaking of which dude um there is a show that came really highly recommended to me by a a friend of mine who i i trust him who knows horror and i trust her opinion in horror uh it's a show called midnight mass on netflix um it's by the same dude who did like uh bly manor and hill house um 
it's a very different kind of horror uh, show. It starts off a little slow, but man, at the end of episode two, it just kind of like kicks you right in the nuts. And so far, it just keeps on going. So if you like horror series, I'd really recommend Midnight Mass. It's a very good show. I will definitely have to check that out. I like, uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, the, the Blind Manor and uh, a Haunting of Hill House. I like both of those. I liked uh, the Haunting one better, the first one, because oh, they had sure. one of the best single shot takes in any television show that I've seen in the past uh, half decade. Mm-hmm. The single shot take when they're inside of the uh, uh, funeral home where they like do the circle and they go from young to old and they walk into different rooms. People don't realize there's a part in, I want to say episode four, it's like 17 minutes of a non-cut single shot take of all of these characters. And it is beautifully done. It got to a point where I realized I was like, Oh my God, they have not made a single cut. This entire, this entire last 17 minutes, super cool. Just like uh, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. I rewatched that video. That whole video is a single take video. There are no cuts in that video. It's fascinating. This is probably the first time in history that uh, Spice Girls has been compared to a horror movie. So, um, I, I will say the, this is, the dude has very, very, um, he's a very unique style. He likes to add a lot of depth into his um, visuals. And so like in uh, Hill House, uh, if once you go back and start watching it again, you see the different ghosts that he places all along the house. Like yeah, at first, at first glance, you don't see anything, maybe like one or two ghosts, but then you start to see like, you know, there's a dozen fucking ghosts staring back at you in this one scene alone. And then when you are looking at the lens through midnight mass, you already kind of have that idea that that's going to happen. So you start right. to uh, identify the layers pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Same. Um, Sam is my friend uh, who's the one that told me about it. Uh, you're absolutely right. Manic Flanagan is such a great storyteller. I mean, it's a, so far, it's a great show. It starts off a little slow, but like I said, at the end of episode two, I mean, really kind of gets ramped up. Well, that's impressive because horror series are hard to do. Horror, horror series are hard to do. Um, God, you know, Weed Brain is making me forget that there's a great fucking show, a, a French horror show. And I'm gonna, I'll look it up for you. By the, by the end of this show, I will figure out the name of this French horror show on Netflix that was like the best horror thing I saw last year. Um, Netflix does a really good job with horror shows. Uh, American, we talked last week about American Horror Story. Like American Horror Story, after like season two or three, just really fell off. And it, you know, even if it's an anthology series, like the quality just really ran, fell off. Um, but Netflix is seemingly able to do really good horror shows. Um, and I will, I will start Googling here. So go ahead and take it away, James. Well, Dave Googles. I will definitely say that uh, part of the, I think part of the problem that we run with American Horror Story, and don't get me wrong, I like Ryan Murphy. I'm a big fan of Glee. I like Tip Tuck. Um, I like Scream Queens. I think Ryan Murphy is a prolific producer and creator, but he uh, he just, he, he loses it. You, I mean, I, I can look at Glee. I can look at Nip Tuck. I can look at shows that I very much love he is one of those people that <clears throat> i can like what you do for a long while and then at one point i'm like well i'm done ryan murphy thank you yes. for the parts that i really really enjoyed moving on uh the show is called marianne thank you google Ma- um definitely check out marianne dude it is a really good horror show uh and it's a, like, it's a french one so um you can feel sophisticated afterwards nice nice um 
All right. Well, you know what? We're here today specifically to talk about. I want to talk about one more thing. Um, okay. Did you see the fucking uh, the Batman trailer? The new Batman trailer? I did see the Batman trailer. Oh, dude. Where Robert Patterson talks. Yeah. Where yeah, Batman man. Edward says stuff. Yeah. Well, what'd you think? Because you you don't sound very enthused, and I was crazy enthused about the this trailer drop. You know what? I think um I don't know, man. I like Batman kind of DC has a problem. Batman kind of wears on me. Uh, listen, I like Robert Patterson. I think he's gonna be a great, great freaking uh Batman. I think that they introduce they're clearly gonna introduce like seven villains in all at once. It's really going to depend to me how they introduce these villains and make sure that their presentation is not just fan service. If you're going to put them in this movie, have a reason for them to be in a movie, even as a secondary character, for just a minute. One thing I liked about the show Gotham is that when they introduced us to people, they had a reason for existing there. So I worry about DC. Listen, I'm more excited about the Shazam sequel. I think Shazam is my favorite of the D- new DC movies. It's it's a fundamentally good movie from beginning to end. It's funny. It feels like a Marvel movie who is really just kicking ass in the movie scene right now. So I am excited enough about the Batman. Let's see that. But you said you're you're stoked about it, eh? I'm stoked about it. It looks like a straight up like seven, but with Batman as the detective instead of Brad Pitt. Right. Um, Which is supposed to be violent, supposed to be dark and it's supposed to be like a legit horror movie um so i'm very much looking forward to that yeah absolutely it'll be interesting because they're going to go against the multiverse of madness as a as an argument of the first superhero horror movie um and that's a big thing to challenge up against you know oh, like, for sure but sam raimi has a very different style of horror i mean his style of horror is army of darkness you know it's you know kind of a little campy kind of goofy where this one just looks like Straight up serial killer, um, gritty detective story with Batman just happens to be the main guy in it. It could be that. Hey, listen, I, I like the Joker. I thought the Joker was oh, a Joker good series. Great. Yeah, I mean, or a good uh, movie. We'll we'll see. DC's iffy on me. You know what I mean? Like DC, yeah. I want to love what they put out there, but even then, I will say that I prefer the Superman Lois TV show to any incarnation of the most recent Superman movies. I DC's characters, which is weird because we know all of them, I almost feel like TV shows give them more time to breathe and they need that, which is a weird thing to think about because we know all these characters, but I, I can't do another Superman origin story. You know what I mean? Like I need, I, I, I've seen Superman have the origin. I hope not to see Bruce Wayne's parents die in this one. You know yeah, what I mean? I, oh yeah, I, that's one thing that Spider Man did so well over at Marvel is like they just went straight into the story. Everybody knows Uncle Ben dies. Everybody knows how Peter Parker got his powers. They just went straight into the story, and uh, I definitely see that. Like they, it was very unnecessary for uh, Clark Kent to become Superman in the the updated ones. But you know, you're right. You know, definitely give it a, a chance. Uh, but I think that uh, you know, Batman is Batman because his parents died. But we don't have to go see it. Like we know Batman. Did you see the Welcome to Enter the Spider-Verse 2 teaser trailer? No, man. Oh, the best Spider-Man movie out there. And I'm a huge fucking Spider-Man fan. It is by far the, the best Spider-Man movie out there. So uh, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Hell yeah. All right. 
ghost man we're talking about ghosts ghost. we're telling ghost stories or we're at least trying to d- discuss some paranormal that we have dealt with in our own life i have actually been to numerous paranormal places uh, Me too. so that's always uh, a good thing uh as far as like well, let's start off do you have a personal ghost story have you seen a ghost day Okay, so I have not seen a ghost, but I have been on multiple ghost hunts. I've been in many situations where I've seen stuff that ghosts have done and have said and have manifested in other ways. Uh, I have a lot of ghost stories. And when you're, you're somebody like me, when you're like, you're all about ghosts, you, op- you kind of open yourself up. You're more susceptible to hauntings. And fuck, dude, ever since I was like 16 years old, man, I have had experienced so many fucking hauntings along the way. So, and I am just fascinated by the thought of ghosts and what ghosts are and what, um, you know, I don't find any religious component to ghosts. I do find a scientific approach to it. So that's, that's what I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated to what is the science behind ghosts. Um, right. So I've had a lot, a lot of uh, experiences with them. Like a lot. There you go. Um, I would say that I have had, um, there have been a couple times where I have seen ghostly figures. Um, A lot of what I run into is feeling like ghostly presences and everything, or Mm. you can change, note the change in the room. I've dealt with some orbs on photographs before. Um, So it's kind of this, it's kind of this weird toss up. And so um, I will, I, uh, I would say that I have seen apparitions twice in my life, one right after my grandfather passed. Um, and then one years later in New York City, and the only reason I know that was an apparition is because uh, they, they were gone by the time I blinked. Dave, I'm going to let you tell a story. I think, you're, I think your dog sea ghost at your dog. house. Yeah, I think the dogs I'll be right are back. Tell your story. I'll be right back. All right. So, I want you guys to. I want you guys to. Uh, they were watching. I want you to, to uh, you know, text in, in the comments if you had any ghost stories. Text them. I'll read them out. Um, we have my mom who's also had a, a bunch of ghost experiences. I'm having her call in in a couple minutes, so that'll be a lot of fun because I know she's had a bunch of stuff. Um, I've had experiences at their house. I've had experiences at a lot of different places, but. Um, the first like real ghost story that I uh, I had the first experience I had with ghosts um, was I we were I was with DW um, our friend Joel and another one of our friends it, it could be one of like ten different people because I don't think you were there James uh, we went to the famed Third Bridge out here in Colorado uh, reportedly one of the most haunted sites in Colorado and home to you know in theory or in history was like a, a, a Indian massacre ground or at least an Indian settlement or native American settlement. And when we went out there, dude, um, I was completely sober, which, you know, you know, I can't say that a lot from the years 18 to 21, but I was definitely sober that night. Um, most of us were, uh, as soon as we get out there, we're the only ones out there. And like the moment you drive up, dude, I just had this like thick fucking fog going across my windshield. And it was like so thick, like you couldn't see in front of you. Um, but I got out of the car just to see like, oh my God, it's really foggy. I get out of the car and it's a crystal clear night, nothing. I get back in the car and you can just see it like rippling across the windshield. Crazy fucking shit. And it just like set the night, uh, the whole tone for that night. Um, we get out of the car, um, the forest uh, just standing in front of the car. 
and like the biggest um, uh, reported uh, uh, haunting or the, you know one of the things that happens the most in Third Bridge is like people hear war drums and there's four dudes standing out there completely sober and all of a sudden you just hear it's like boom, 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 boom. And, and it was one of those things where it's like we all four of us like hear it at the same time and it's not like hey do you hear the drums and someone's like oh yeah I hear the drums it was like you hear it and all of us like fucking just like freaked out at the same time like we all heard it going off at the same time um so that was real freaky uh dw and i started walking along this path at first we went under the bridge where there was uh the carcass of a, a dead horse which was kind of an ominous sign uh, and then we're just like walking in this ravine and uh our friend joel was like there's somebody out there like i see somebody out there and we're like joel you're fucking full of shit you're trying to scare us and we were standing next to this bush. And I shit you not, man. Joel's like, I see somebody out there. And he's like real insistent. And then all of a sudden, this bush next to us just goes, like, like there's no fucking wind. But this bush just starts going fucking crazy. And I'm getting fucking goosebumps. I'm going to have a lot of goosebumps tonight. Because this is like the first time I ever had a paranormal experience like this, man. It just went fucking crazy. And Darius and I, our DW and I, just booked it out there. We all got in the car, man. We were all fucking freaked out and took off. And so that was my first paranormal experience and that kind of set the tone for the rest of my life that the reason i love ghosts is because that specific night so i can imagine that would be something that would just kind of set off and set with you going forward is going through something like that i've been to the third bridge a couple times i've never really experienced anything out at third bridge um but that's just i don't always run into paranormal in places that like you're supposed to necessarily see paranormal i guess so, like, uh, I've been in the Queen Mary, and I didn't see anything there. You know, there are some little areas where you feel weird, maybe, like, once you know more of the history of the situation. Uh, I've been to the Crescent Moon Hotel in uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is probably the spookiest hotel that I've been at ever. And... Uh, they said it's probably the most haunted hotel in the United States. We got a lot of orb pictures from that one. So, um, but with that, we have another guest on this show. I would like to introduce Betsy. Betsy, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on to our show about ghosts. Do you have any ghost stories that we need oh, to know about? Well, I do, but honestly, they're not as scary as your guys' stories. They really aren't. But this happened when uh, when we were younger, and Pa was in the Army, the first one, okay? He was stationed at Fitzsimmons, and he was working the night shift and in a little building where there was just medical records and stuff stored. So I went to pick him up about 11 o'clock at night, and we're just getting ready to lock up, and we both hear very clearly a woman's voice say, Paul! And both of us said at the same time, that sounds like Ethel, his friend, this Native American woman that worked there. So we go looking around for her and she's not there. We go walking around the entire outside of the building. She's not there. So we decide that we just must have heard something else, something weird. And we just go home. The next day when he gets to work, he finds out that pretty much at that exact moment, her boyfriend had kicked her out of the car after he had beat her up at some intersection and she had been yelling for Paul. She was in the hospital oh when he got to work the next morning, so. 
Wow. So that wow, but, was, but not near the hospital, right? Like it was, uh, she had been yelling, no, just, but not yeah, but where not, you could no, hear. No, not where we could hear, no. Oh, off that's base, Off base somewhere. Uh, my favorite story of yours is when you were in Germany, though. Oh, yeah. So this apartment that we rented, the first thing I noticed when we went in was, oh, look, the attic is just like the one in The Exorcist. <laughs> Where you pull it down, you know, and there's stairs going up it. Right. I mean, you could say like a Christmas vacation, but you know, it's scarier to say. Why not go with the exercise? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's the. So one. that's where we decided to store all our empty boxes and all the other stuff that we didn't have any room for. So we put it all up there. The next day, I came home from work, and they were all sitting down there on in our apartment again. And so oh. we said, "Oh well, I guess the landlady doesn't want us to store stuff up there." So I went over and I told her, I'm really sorry that we put stuff up in the attic. I didn't realize we weren't supposed to do that. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, did you come over and take our stuff out of the attic and put it back downstairs? And she said, no, no one's been over there today. And then, you know, a couple, so we never went back up there. We never put the stuff back up there. But right. A couple of weeks later, we were sitting in the living room and we just had glanced up and just across the ceiling, these footprints kept showing up. That, like somebody was walking across the attic or something. But the footprints were showing up on our ceiling downstairs. Ooh. It was very weird. You know, this was a house that was really old. We always thought maybe those people hid some some Jewish people in the attic or something there. Something like well, that. Yeah, so the energy stays in that house. That, would, that sounds so much that more thing, like a... Exactly. Uh, like a... Uh, Poltergeist, you know, where they're moving. Yeah, yeah, the movement yeah. of that kid. That kind of that kind of stuff always freaks me out. Like if I came down and like a bunch of chairs were sitting on top of my table that weren't supposed to be there, I'm out. I'm I know. Right? Yeah, there's no way I'd go back up in that. But. No, no, I mean, um, never went back up there. Yeah. Didn't you have any experiences at the Stanley, or it was like Hotel Colorado or something like that? One of the old hotels. You said you guys had a couple, of, like you heard like kids' voices or something like that playing in the hallway. I didn't hear anything, but I got so sick when we stayed there. And we stayed in this, I don't know, we just, I don't know what it was, but we got really, really sick. And the next day, I got really sick. And the next day, I said, I just need to get out of here. I don't know what it is. And so we just checked into a different hotel and I was fine. So, no, I never saw anything there, though. But it was weird. I was very sick there. I like David's story about when he was living in the townhouse and he had a poltergeist that was disturbing Dante when he was a baby. That was a good story too. Oh yeah, that'll that'll come up shortly for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I've stayed at the Hotel Colorado as well. Uh, the Hotel Colorado gives weird. So I don't think the I'm not scared of the Hotel Colorado necessarily as far as a ghosting, but the hallways are weird and the rooms are weird and there's just you get this general presence where like some shit have popped out out of there and so. Um, I found that weird. It's funny to talk about Fitzsimmons because I went to daycare at uh, Winnie the Pooh daycare out in Fitzsimmons there. And uh, oh, yeah? my mom used to say that I would talk about like seeing things at that daycare. But Melanie you know, went to that daycare. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I went there for probably a year and a half because that's where dad works. So we, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I'm sorry, surprised I didn't run into you guys at all because. You know, that little building where the daycare was was right next to the little building where Paul, where I'm talking about, where Paul worked. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's 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 a daycare that, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time. I don't think Chris ever went to that daycare because by the time he was born, he was too young. I, but, I, but I definitely spent time there. That's interesting. Um, one of the other places that I went to is I went to this asylum 
in uh, West Virginia. And it was one of the oldest mental asylums in the United States. I think Mel would tell me that it was the oldest, but I don't want to say that because is it Waverly? Exist. Huh? Was it Waverly? Maybe. I don't know. It's just a big, it was a big ass building in the middle of nowhere on, on one of our trips. And they had, but they had like ghost hauntings and everything, but we were there in the middle of the day. The thing is we walked in there and like, you didn't have to go on a tour. You can go down these first two main hallways and we got a third of the way down the hallway and it just, it didn't feel good. There was not good energy that came along with it. A lot of the things I deal with the supernatural is like a feeling of bad juju, a bad aura in the room. That's what I run into way more than like, you know, spectral manifestations like you would see in like Ghostbusters and shit like that. It's just a bad feeling like this is not right time to get out. That's where most of my ghost feelings come from. I think it was the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which is one of the most haunted asylums in the the country. Yeah. I mean, there's a great uh, Ghost Hunters episode in there where they catch a lot of like shadow people and shit in there. So yeah, absolutely. Back east, we we, we every place we went to was haunted, man. You know what I mean? And that's like going in, what traveling through Paris. I've done the, I've you know, gone through different parts of Paris. Every place, the farther you go back when you deal with history, the more hauntings that you deal with you know they say monticello's haunted and things like that i think the bigger energies that you have in an area and the more traffic and the deeper history that goes to it the scarier they're the more haunted it is the more bad juju flies out of that area um my aunt bonnie um uh, commented for my mom she said remember grandma holker saw and spoke to dad after he passed oh yeah that's right she said it wasn't scary or anything. She just said he was, she was laying on the couch. She wasn't asleep, but um, all of a sudden she just, he was just standing beside her and she said, what are you doing here? And he said, I just want to make sure you're okay. And she said, I am, I'm fine. And then he just left. I don't think I ever saw my dad because he knew I'd be terrified if I saw him. Your dad, David, just reminded me of when we were staying in Cripple Creek at the place at this place called the Imperial Hotel, that's, that's one of what the most it was. Yeah. Haunted places in Colorado, and we definitely felt something there. Just like you said, Jamie, I always follow my intuition. And that right. place, the stairways all crooked, and then you get up to the room, and it's just, it's just eerie. The next morning when we got up, I got Paul got in the shower fine. He took a nice shower and everything. I got in the shower. All of a sudden, it just went complete hot water and burned me, just out of nowhere. So I got out of there. Paul went to clean. Okay, he has a CPAP machine. I know you're probably familiar with that. Yeah. So he goes to clean it out. And instead of pouring out water, what came out was, I swear to God, looked like the ectoplasm from Ghostbusters. Ooh, it was, yeah. it was really a weird, eerie place to stay. Crazy. Mm, I never want to stay there again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't mess around with things. I, I, don't, I don't stay long in areas that I don't feel like never understand those movies where people stay in those houses like uh, i would totally do that i would absolutely I you do would. That. i know you will that's, that's hence my story about your townhome <laughs> yeah so that's let me, why let me i tell Dave you. that i'm gonna be the fine in, in all the horror movies i am the final girl i'm the one who survives <laughs> at least to make it to the sequel because i know how to respond to these things i'm not messing around with this you know i get to tell the story at least to the sequel yeah, I'm and I have admittedly been the first to get killed, and I was the first to get knocked off last week as well. So, um, but let me tell the story about my townhome. So, um, 
very, very convinced that my son is a little bit psychic because his sister, or sorry, my my uh, sister-in-law, her she's a little bit psychic, and so we think it kind of runs in their family. So Dante is like a little bit psychic. So very, very con- um, convinced that as soon as Dante was born, something attached himself to it, whether it was his mom's um, grandma or my grandfather Dale who passed away not too long. And Dante shares a name with my grandpa Dale. Um, as we moved to this town home and at first he would not go in his bathroom because he's like, somebody's in the, the bathtub. Like he would not go even to this day. He hates taking showers. So I don't even know if that's like, you know, just him being a 13 year old or, you know, kind of residual <laughs> effect of there's, there was somebody in his bathtub like there and he didn't want to go there for like a long time. So uh, we'll fast forward um i'm alone i'm the lone adult in the house dante's asleep and i'm watching tv and i just hear like out of nowhere just like this whistle it's like like someone like trying to get my attention i'm like you know you look around like nobody there all the windows are closed tv's up so like it's not somebody from outside and then i like ignore it and then it happens again i'm like what is going on so like i get up and start walking around um, there's nobody there. Like I start doing like check the pantry. I walk upstairs. I'm all by myself. I get back downstairs and I hear the whistle. I'm like, what? And then all of a sudden you hear this like from upstairs, a crash. Something fell off my wall. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I go back upstairs and one of my, the paintings I had on my wall just fell off. I fell off the wall for no reason. There's literally no reason. There was nothing that happened and it fucking just fell off the wall. So like, at that moment i'm like there's something fucking with me and being that i love ghosts and i've seen plenty of ghost hunters i start asking questions and so like i go down to my kitchen i'm like you know is there something here is there somebody here and you hear just like doom, doom, like you know thumps throughout my house so it's like you know, i hear one from downstairs i hear phone up from upstairs i hear one from like across the room and so i'm like if you're here like i don't give a shit if you're haunting me like i am not scared about of how you like whatsoever but don't scare um you know my kid or my wife like just please like don't fuck with them and at that same time my my son had these shoes that light up and uh we lost my mom um there's these shoes that light up and um, like you know when little kids have those shoes that when they take a step it lights up all of a sudden uh, out of nowhere his shoes just like start lighting up as soon as they said like you know don't scare anybody else you can haunt me i don't give a fuck and at that very moment his shoes lit up and then i'm like they start asking questions like you know, do you need help or something like that? And then I had this drill on my, on the counter and it just starts shaking. It's like, I'm like, you know, if you need help, you know, feel free to tell me like, you know, tell me, let me know, you know, give me a sign that you're here. And then all of a sudden the fucking painting falls off my wall again. I hear like a couple more thumps and then just like gone. That was the last thing. That was the last haunting I've had at my place was like, you know, give me a sign. If you need help, you know, give me a sign and I'm here to help you out. And then, like I said, the painting fell off my wall. I heard a bunch of thumps upstairs and that was it. I never had another haunting. That was the very last time I had a haunting. Let's see. That's crazy. I haven't had a haunting in um, my new house. I don't really think this house is haunted, but I've stayed at apartments. Uh, my apartment over at Hickory Ridge, I think was haunted. Um, I hey, The ghost of a dead crack smoker or something there. Right. We had a really weird closet in the back where like you could have murdered people and just like kind of left them. It was it was it was cool. It was a cool little like hole in the back of my closet. But uh, yeah, I felt that place was haunted. I feel like where we stayed in Jersey, 
not our specific apartment, but definitely surrounded around where we were was haunted. Um, and there, there are just some creepy places in general. I remember going up to, um, what is that? Heritage, uh, square when Heritage Square was open and it would be, you could get in there when it closed at night. Cause there were no fences. You know what I mean? It was just an open space and you would hear and feel some creepy shit there, you know? Oh, like the- I mean, there's some great, oh, that's James now. Uh, there are some great fucking, uh, some great uh, spots in Denver. I've gone ghost hunting a bunch of different places. Um, I think the most haunted two places that I've been to is the Denver Press Club. Uh, I used to be a member of the Denver Press Club and plenty of shit was going on there. I mean, it has this like really creepy basement with a poker room. And uh, I had, a, when I was there, one of the girls got trapped in the, in the bathroom and she was just saying, <laughs> the ghosts are taking them. Absolutely. Um, James always said he was going to be the last girl. And he's, you know, I got, my mom got taken away and then the fucking killer got him. So I'm the one left. So, you know, the guy who speaks the loudest is the one that's uh, lasting the longest here. Um, so Denver Press Club, I had, you know, they have this like, crazy mural in, in the bottom of the press club. And it's like a mural of these old time journalists in Denver playing poker. Um, which is appropriate for a poker room. Uh, people have reported that they've seen the, the things move around and not just like one person, but like a bunch of people. Um, they did a ghost hunt there and they got, um, uh, this is so funny. This is going to um, go into your story, Sam. Um, so one of the girls in my club, she got trapped in the bathroom and she was like pounding on the fucking door. And we had a club meeting down there and we went to the door and just opened it straight up. And she was like frantic because she was stuck in the bathroom. Um, she said that somebody was pushing up against the door. She can hear it. Like, like she's trying to push and she can like kind of move it, but then it would slam against it. And she was like frantic. And then we, when we got up to the bathroom door, it was nothing. It just opened right up. Um, and so uh, it looks like uh, Sam had the same kind of uh, thing where happened to her. She got trapped in the bathroom by a ghost. I mean, what is with the ghost trying to trap ladies in bathrooms? That's not very PC. Um, the other place that is really super haunted is the uh, Denver Firefighter Museum. And it used to be like an old apartment. And then it was uh, uh, the fire department was there. Um, and there was like a, a catastrophic fire that went throughout. It killed some people in the, you know, the, myth is that some of the people who are trapped there now are because of the um the fire there there was uh, like a kid that was trapped there and when i was in one of the ghost hunts there we actually made contact with this kid i mean um he was saying that he was a young boy that he's been there for a long time that he's uh, he's not scared um kind of answers like that um which was really kind of neat um, I got some voices on my recording, uh, talking, doing uh, EVP sessions um, of, you know, female voices that are in there just asking her questions, like, you know, trying to find out who she is. And, you know, she was saying yes and no. And, um, you know, it's one of the things where if you haven't ever heard of an EVP, it's like you ask questions to nothing and you don't hear anything. But then when you go back and you replay the questions, you hear the answers. And so, like, uh, one of the interviews I did, I got a, a bunch of responses, which is super cool. And then um, probably the most other haunted place that I've been to is the Highlands Ranch Mansion. Um, if you haven't been to Highlands Ranch, it's that whole area is fucking haunted. Like I had a restaurant. I'll t- tell a story here uh, about my restaurant that was haunted there. 
but the Highlands Ranch Mansion, there's multiple ghosts there. Multiple um, like TV shows have actually done um, haunting shows there. Uh, and when I was there, like again, you hear voices. Um, we had a, a light grid on one of ours, uh, one of the hauntings or one of the uh, hauntings that we did. And when we we're playing back the uh, footage, you can fucking see just some dude walking through. And it's not like if it's a, a person like me, if I'm walking through this light grid, it looks like me walking through a light grid. But here, the footage that we caught was just a solid black person. It looked like it was just floating in through the light grid, but you can see the light dots like changing as it goes. And you can follow it. And then when we were recording, we were doing some audio recordings, we had a bunch of different equipment. We had like um, a thing that was measuring energy. We had a voice recorder and we had a camera and it was all up on this like little ledge thing. And we're asking questions and like you hear footsteps and shit and just like, you know, we, we probably push this entity a little bit too far. And all of a sudden all three pieces of equipment just like fucking just go off in different directions. I mean, like looks like somebody just like whipped them all away. So uh, those are pretty scary hauntings. Uh, and then uh, I had a restaurant and this is, uh, this will tie into the Mahai podcast a little bit because this haunting actually involved Courtney, who is our resident weed expert here on the Mahai podcast. Uh, she worked for me at Newells and Company when uh, she was just like 16 or so. And we were having like a really busy lunch rush. And this place is fucking haunted. It's hell, like even before I got there, I mean, people were talking about how haunted this place was. And like with the first week I was there, um, like I've seen like footprints appear in the, the fucking kitchen. Like there's a, like a puddle of water and all of a sudden there's like footprints leading from the water and you're like the only person there and you haven't walked through the water. And it's like, these are fresh footprints. Um, you like, you hear the soda machine going off. Um, you hear like banging and shit, but, uh, the most, the, the two things that haunted the most here at my restaurant up in Highlands Ranch. Uh, so Courtney was working and we have this, like these sanitizer buckets, these aren't red sanitizer buckets. So if you've ever worked in restaurants, you know, the red sanitizer bucket that is required. Um, I, you know, busy, she, you know, we're all communicating all of a sudden you, I look over at Courtney and she just like stares at me like, and then like fucking like jumps up and like flies away. And it looked like she had like smoke coming from her, like a cartoon. And we're like, what the fuck just happened? And the, the other cook that was um, with her, we're just like, what is fucking going on? So I'm like, I don't know, maybe, you know, she got hurt or something like that. I thought she, you know, like, burned herself. So I'm like, Courtney, what the fuck happened? And she's like, the sanitizer bucket. She, like, looked down, and she saw it just, like, sliding across the floor. I'm like, fuck, that's crazy as shit. And she's like, I can't go back there. Like, I am, like, I'm so freaked out. So I actually had to switch around my whole um, kitchen in order to get through this rush. But she was, like, freaked out by this. And so, like, two weeks later, it was July 4th. And I was talking to one of my cooks and he was having a break and I'm like just sitting there and fuck, I, if I don't look back and I see the sanitizer bucket doing the same thing and just like sliding and then falling off the counter. I mean, like there's no reason why uh, I think all of Highlands Ranch, super fucking haunted. One of the most haunted places in Colorado for sure. So um, that's pretty much all I have. Uh, I know James probably had more, but uh uh, he got snatched by the ghost, so we don't know where the fuck he went off to. Uh, he was the first girl to die this time. So um, that's pretty much all we have. If you guys want to uh, reach out to us, you can reach us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Um, I'm trying to stall a little bit for time. Um, you know, you can reach us. Oh, James is back. Sweet. Uh, he's back just in time for us to head off the air. Hi, James. 
So uh, if you guys have any more uh, ghost stories, you know, shoot them out to me real quick because uh, you know I'm stalling for James to come back on because he has words of wisdom. I'm sure he wants to end with. Um, but otherwise, uh, you can go to uh, the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can, if you want to throw a couple bucks our way because you know this is such a high quality program, go to at Mile High Podcast or at Chunky Pacific three hundred three. That's our Venmo. Uh, hi James, how'd you go? We were worried about you. We thought hello, you got hello. By the ghost. You know what? I kind of felt like I might have got snatched by the ghost myself. I was fucking. Uh, I had to go out and reset a circuit. So I thought the power went out of my whole house. But it literally just went out on my top floor, like a, a circuit blew, and I don't know why, because nobody was doing anything different. And so I'm like, that was kind of creepy, you know, like a, a, a whole house power outage would be one thing, but for it just to happen specifically on one floor, and it was like four different circuits. Which yeah, was the crazy. weird part about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and my mom, she got knocked off too. They, she got knocked off right before you did, so. Uh, yeah, see, that's what happens, man. That's what happens when you like start talking about ghosts and shit. It opens you up, and people start getting uh, uh, people. You know, ghosts start fucking with you a little bit. So uh, that's that's just the price you pay. Right? Sure. That's how you get possessed and shit. Have you ever done the Ouija board? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, I, I don't too. love Ouija boards. No, and I like I don't necessarily believe in Ouija boards, but definitely it was. I uh, find them. Uh... <laughs> What? It's all right. I'm not. I'm not yeah. always like. I don't always. Do you feel like you communicate with anybody? We board. Nah, and, you know, and I. Dave. The thing is, like, I don't. I, I don't feel like I you, met an entity or anything like that. But it just like it didn't feel good. See, you know? to, to me, you sound like you're possessed. I am that right. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> there's fucking, there's definitely ghost in the system. Like, shut the fuck up. That's hilarious. You sound both drunk and possessed. I am, I am both actually. I am right? a drunk, possessed person. <laughs> All right, this is a great time yeah, for us to wrap up. You gotta watch out for it. Yeah, I think it's a great time for us to wrap up. Ghosts are fucking with us right now. They don't want us to talk anymore about them. So, uh, do you have anything else you want to say? What do you want to plug? <laughs> Uh, right, man. Go over to uh, Mountain Shore or Mountain Shore Full Circle or Mountain Shore Mama and uh, check out our new stuff we have up for Halloween and everything. And follow and like and subscribe to my live podcast in Trekking Pacific on Facebook and any other programs that we have. You know, I mean, we do cool shit. Santori's been doing some really cool shit. We things are good. Check out uh, Dave and I do a lot of things. You know, I still think Dave should have his uh. Denver food reviews on our pages. I think that's one of my favorite things that you do. I would love to do that. I just have zero time these days. No, no, I get it. The, the world's all the world keeps it busy. So, but yeah, <laughs> check it out. Oh, that's for sure. The world is very busy right now. All right, but yeah, we will definitely be back. Uh, we'll have some guests. We'll do. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we have anything next week. Do you have something next week? No, next week we are off, and then in two weeks. I really want to do that. James's games, the ultimate Marvel showdown to coincide with the Eternals coming out. Uh, I think that'd be a, a kick-ass episode. So two weeks from today would be uh, Monday eight, the eighth, I believe. All right, so Monday the eighth. It's James's game. It's the ultimate Marvel showdown. We get to pick the best Marvel movie out of all of them. Cool. Let's do so. this. 
All right. Well, hey, uh, Dave, did you already do your promotion when I was off? No, I was uh, stalling for time. I was talking about my ghost stories that uh, involved uh, Miss Courtney Gunn. Um, and when she freaked out to ghosts when we were at Noodles and Company together, it was quite fun. Um, I, there's one thing I do. I want to say, like, literally the minute before I came on here, I finished the last, uh, the last word, the last page of the last Race Through Space book. I just finished writing. It's taken me a really long time to finish it. It's the longest book I've ever written. It was a book that just kept going and didn't want to end because I knew it was the last, uh, the last one of the series. So I just finished that. So uh, that's just at the beginning of the editing process. Like, so look for that hopefully in the spring. Um, but I also want to hawk my wares. I want you to go and get Caldera. Um, that's available now on Amazon as well as Audible. It's a killer book. And if you already had the book and you read it, please give it to somebody um, who hasn't read it yet and say good things about me. So thank you. Spread that word of mouth, man. Spread that word I'm of all mouth. all about that. Give me a, some of that sweet, sweet word of mouth. All right. Mouth all over well, my caldera. <laughs> Rose Dave. <laughs> all right, guys. And what a better way to end it with than with Dave saying, get your mouth all over my caldera. Thank you all for tuning in to the Mile High paranormal cast tonight yeah. uh yeah. come back in a couple of weeks for some more mcp or m <laughs> you can't you can't start doing the mhpc james because you're so bad with like like abbreviations and all that kind of stuff you're really bad at that shit. i am I'm, the, I'm like the one who says like things wrong you know like uh biff biff you're like a green door on a battleship <laughs> make like a tree and get out of here Yep, exactly. All right. We will see you in a couple weeks for the James's Game Ultimate Marvel Showdown. Dave, always a pleasure. All right. It was nice talking with you guys and uh, have a safe Halloween. Please uh, be good to each other as Santori always says. Have a good night. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>